You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hey, friends, welcome back to Therapy Thursday with my good friend and favorite mental health counselor, Dr. Lydia Martinez. Welcome, Dr. Lydia. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to you too. And thank you for having me. I'm very excited about today's show. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. And I'm very excited too. Do you know why I'm excited, Dr. Lydia? Tell us. Tell us why I'm you're excited, excited because Dr. Lydia is offering from her practice four free sessions, no strings attached, four free sessions. So if you're listening today and you've had if you have been struggling with depression or anxiety or relationship issues or just feel like you need someone to help you process where God has you in your life right now, then Dr. Lydia is giving away four free sessions and I'm so excited about it. Now, you have to listen to the end to get the contact information to call or email her, but that's okay guys because we have a great show here today. We are building better relationships and the tool that we're using is the scripture, the holy word of God. And in the scripture, we find Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit. And it starts in verse 22, and it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things, there is no law. That's a great place to start, Dr. Lydia. Oh, it certainly is. And I just wanted to, to let you know that like, when you say forbearance, people might ask, what does that mean? I know I was asking, what does that mean? And in, in plain old English, that's just patience. So it's love, joy, peace are the three that we're going to cover today. In our next session, we're going to cover forbearance or what is patience, kindness, and goodness. And then the last one, we're going to talk about faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control right now for a believer Mm -hmm. these are fruits of the spirit or a result of the work of the holy spirit in the lives of believers that's right and so people who are not believers do recognize some of these attributes and they just i think it's just a different way of thinking of what the source is right you know while you and i who are believers we know that god's the creator and God, the three-head person, meaning God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus work together. And the Holy Spirit is the one who prompts us and gives us that guidance and that wisdom so that we make better decisions, right? Right, exactly. We have Jesus as our role model. Right. And then we have the Spirit inside of us guiding us. But Jesus perfectly modeled all of these character traits. Correct. And and I think people who are not believers, they, they know what love is. They know what joy is. They know what peace is. They know patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But I think that when you are looking at these through the eyes of the Lord and through the purpose of what they're for, they're very different. And I think that they're a little bit more solid because they're not just based on emotions. Even in the Bible, it says that your emotions, they come and go. They're like the wind. Yes. The way that we're going to talk about the fruits of the spirit, they're more foundational. When I think of a foundation, I think of a house and I think of concrete. 
You know, I think of something solid. I sure wouldn't want to build my house on something less than probably thinking sand. Yes, exactly. So let's start with love. Let's talk about love in the kind of way that is not worldly, but through the lens of Galatians. Perfect love drives away fear. And why is that? Because Jesus is our example of perfect love. You're right. And the scripture that would go with that, because we're going to have a scripture for each one of them. I think the principal scripture is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's a very powerful scripture. And the bottom line is, how do we reflect what God did for us through Jesus? How do we reflect that love to others? How do we use that example that Jesus did for us? How do we do that for other people? And that's so hard because in the world, using that scripture that you talked about, the perfect love drives away fear. Fear is not from God. Fear is not one of the attributes or one of the fruits that God wants us to focus on. He wants us to do things through love. Right. And fear is usually based on either a autonomic response, which causes anxiety, and that is not from God. I think that when we are operating in the flesh, we are more apt to be feeling fear. It's also when we are operating from our nervous system, we're built that way. Our bodies are built that way, which is good because if Fear is used as a tool to help us move, make a decision fast, but it's distorted when we talk about fear, like a motivation, you know, that, that shouldn't be the reason that you make a decision in love. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So how can we apply or seek love in order to better our relationships? Not only our romantic relationship with our husband or our, you know, relationship with our children, how can I demonstrate love to others? The same way that it was demonstrated to us. And we have several tools if we are Christian and we already are believers. That's the first step is to have a relationship with God. Once you have that relationship with God, once you've accepted Jesus in your heart, you get a helper. You get the Holy Spirit. Yes. So you got someone that you within you, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. And then you have this helper that you can ask. And you know, that little feeling that you get that, you know, you're doing something wrong and you go, Oh, it's your choice still, whether to follow through and continue doing something wrong or to listen to that little voice and do better. So you have a helper. First of all, if you're already a believer, you can call upon the Holy spirit to ask for that help, to ask for that guidance. Another tool that you have is the Bible. You can pray. That's another tool as well. Yes. So we, we have a whole bunch of tools that we can use. And you know what? It's so easy for me to just tell you all these things. But when you're in the middle of an emotional problem, it is really hard to go back to your tools. I think we end up just sort of having a knee-jerk reaction and maybe causing problems because in that knee-jerk reaction, we're reactive. And, and we operate out of our emotions. So the idea is to try to slow things down. Okay. Especially when you're feeling attacked, you try to slow things down and go to the Holy spirit, go to God, go to Jesus and pray. 
and slow things down so that you don't throw a wrench, the wrong tool into right. the, the whole system. Yeah, the, the Bible teaches us that God is slow to anger and abounding in love. Mm -hmm. So how can we live in a way that slows down the response or reactive nature that we have when we feel attacked and instead demonstrate love, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it's so hard, Lisa, especially when you are being attacked at the core or attacked and you, you're not stopping to think, but we do have to slow ourselves down. Going to the Bible, praying, that takes practice, that takes time. That isn't something that you do in the middle of being only in the middle of being attacked. This is something that you have to practice ahead of time. You know, it's like a person who's practicing for a marathon. Do you think that person who's practicing for a marathon or would just sign up and go running? No, right. you have to prepare for it. And one thing I can guarantee you in this life is that you're going to feel attacked. At some point, there's going to be something that's said or done that is going to go against your well-being. And so it's going to be up to you to prepare for those things. Right. And Ephesians 4.15 reminds us that we should always speak the truth in love. So when we're trying to live a life of love and love others well, being honest, being truthful, being honest with your own actions or thoughts and being honest about theirs, being loving to somebody sometimes requires difficult conversations, but that's showing love because you're helping, you're growing and you're helping them to grow. Yeah, exactly. And, and it also means that you have to learn to love yourself also. Not the way that the world says me, me, me. Right. But uh, you have to be kind and gentle and you with yourself. Yeah. You have to also, these things take time to build a relationship with God, build a relationship with the Holy Spirit to know you have this helper, know what Jesus did for us you know, all those things take time. And so how do you, how do you balance that relationship with your earthly relationships with people? All of who we are should come from our relationship with God. If we don't first seek God, if we don't first receive his love and forgiveness, recognizing our identity, then it's very difficult to recognize the identity or what there is to love in somebody else, because we're going to be critical looking at God and seeing his forgiveness for us, his acceptance for us, his calling over our lives, seeing us how God sees us, helps us to love others and recognize their value. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's a balance. It's knowing when to go to God. It's a matter of timing. And I always say it's a string of conversations. It's not one big conversation that you're gonna have with God it's a string of them that you're going to have. And some of them are going to be to prepare and to pray for your protection and wisdom and discernment to know how to make good decisions. And some of them are going to be like in the thick of the attack. And some of those conversations are going to be post the fact so that you can ask yourself, how can I learn to do better? How can I humble myself to make better decisions so that I can 
be more pleasing to you, Lord? How can I try to find that? You know, but but it's hard. I think it's very hard. And it is definitely a matter of maturity and time. And growth, yes. Okay, let's move on to our second fruit. Our second fruit is joy. Let me read the scripture that goes with this one. It says, uh, this is Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What did you hear in that, Lisa? Joy is given to us by God. The God of hope fills us with joy. Joy comes from God. It's not based on our circumstances and it's not a mood. It's not being happy. It's being joyful, and that is a gift that comes from God because we have joy, because our eternal destination is secure. And it comes from trusting God. That's right. And and how does trust come into this? It's It sort of overflows from what we were talking about with love, is your continued relationship. Building that relationship over time will create trust and hope and overflow with hope and who can help you with this again is the holy spirit right yes and philippians 4 tells us rejoice in the lord again i say rejoice our joy comes from seeking god spending time with him being connected to him and it's great to be in a good mood it's wonderful but a joyful heart is good medicine what does that mean it says even when you're not well even when you're not in a perfect situation, our heart can be joyful and that can help our outlook on life and on each circumstance. Yeah, you're right, Lisa. I heard you say mood a couple of times. And again, feelings are like the wind. They come and go. And we have to realize that biblical joy, the kind of joy that's talked about in the Bible is not like, oh, I'm so happy that I got and then fill in the blank, whatever it is that you got, or I'm so happy that I'm at this place. Finally, it isn't about a final destination because final destinations with feelings are like temporary parking places. Okay. Yeah. The kind of joy that we're talking about is like that deep joy, that deep, mature joy that says, ah, I'm learning, I'm maturing, I'm getting better. And the Holy Spirit is showing me I'm in control with the help of the Holy Spirit, that I can make my faith stronger, that I can have more hope because I'm going to trust that God's going to help me. It's, it's like a big cycle, a positive cycle. And isn't it wonderful to be in the presence of somebody that has joy? Yeah, it is. You can really see it. You can walk in a room and you could totally see the people who are are being tormented, are locked in their sin. And you can see the ones who just have joy in their heart. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence. God's presence brings joy. So if you're lacking in joy today, I invite you to open your Bible, spend some time reading Galatians 5 and asking God, here I am, reveal yourself to me, draw me near, and I want this joy that that they're talking about. So teach me how to walk in your joy. So I, I think that the love and joy really go together because it's the basic foundations. There's no, no coincidence that love and joy are, are number one and number two, because God is love. 
And if we have a relationship with God, and the more that we are in that relationship with God, and we're going to trust him. These are like the budding fruits. These are the little fruits that come from how we spend our time with him. Exactly. Okay, let's go to our third one. Our third one is peace. And my pastor always says this, and I don't like it very much. He <laughs> says, peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is the presence of God. And the second part I like, but I kind of, you know, sometimes I want to say, oh, I have peace. I have peace. Well, you have peace because you're by yourself or because you've isolated yourself or because you're not having conflict right now. But this peace is the peace that keeps us rooted and anchored to God. It happens regardless of our circumstances or situation. It's peace with God, which translates to peace with others. Well, let me read the scripture that we have up here for peace. And it says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14. I have to tell you that sometimes people confuse peace with boredom. And what happens to people is that they're bored. They don't realize that peace means absence of conflict, right? What you were saying that your pastor says. Right. Some people are feel comfortable in that chaos. Some people have been brought up to think that that is their normal. And right. They don't have conflict or chaos. Something's wrong. Yeah. They feel like, you know, they're, they're like, oh my gosh, something's, something's totally wrong. And Rather than sitting in that peace, soaking in that, they create problems or look for problems because that's where they've learned to feel comfortable, not peace, but that's where they are comfortable. Familiar. Yeah. Great word. Familiar. Right. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 says, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And when you do that, it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And so if the peace of God is guarding our hearts and minds, definitely it's gonna we're going to be easier to get along with. And it's a matter of maturity. You know, I, I think of like a, a three-year-old, if the TV went out on a three-year-old who was in the middle of watching a show that they really like, they, they probably wouldn't like that very much and would throw a tantrum, you know, but as time passes, you learn to have peace. You learn to deal with what is going on in your life and you slow things down as a mature believer versus a three-year-old as a mature human being you know, you, if that same thing happens, you, you know, not to throw a tantrum, you, you go to try to find the solutions. Right. And I, I sometimes tell people use your peace o meter. You know, when you are making decisions, difficult decisions, easy, easy decisions, whatever kind of decisions in order for you to develop that discernment, mm -hmm. discernment's the biblical term for wisdom. Okay. And how to make decisions. How do you know if you're making decisions that are pleasing to the Lord or that are good? Well, you have to search inside of you to see if you've got that feeling of peace. Right. If you're, if you're having turmoil about making a decision, 
use your piezometer. Mm-hmm. If that piezometer is ranking high on the scales, then then that's as a result of you talking with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit saying to you, yep, that's it. Here's your peace. But you got to learn to recognize that feeling. You've got to learn to to know what the difference is between peace and and boredom or sometimes, you know, that just comes with time. I love that the Bible describes God's peace as a peace that surpasses understanding. The world cannot understand his peace. In the middle of a conflict with a loved one, how can we build better relationships but responding instead of with toxic responses or defensive responses or with anger, just holding our peace and speaking in a way you know, this conversation's not going in the right direction right now. I want you and I to be on the same page. Let's try to understand each other. Having peace because a lot of times, you know, our emotions can take over us and then we're responding out of a place of conflict or to win or to get my point across and not to be a peacemaker. Right. And, and all of these things, they take time. They take um, practice. And they take prayer. (laughs) Yeah, lots of prayer. They take prayer because if we could do it ourselves, Mm -hmm. then we there would be one health help self help book in the whole world, and we'd all be perfect. Right. We need the Word of God, which is our book for help. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and we need God's help. He has to change us when he as he's changing us. As he's building these fruits in us and allowing these fruits to be cultivated in our our lives, then our relationships around us are going to change. Just like if I went out and I was angry today with everybody and I responded from a place of anger to everybody I spoke to, my relationships would change by the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. I have to tell you that, that God is a great gardener, okay? And sometimes part of us growing and part of us maturing is that he'll prune us. Yes. It's a two-way street. We have to be able to reach out to him. And in that reaching out, we also have to realize that we have to admit and be obedient to whatever he's telling us, you know, that, and, and that just, again, comes with time. I feel like today's theme is build a relationship with God. It takes time. Be patient because it'll work. You just have to give God that space so that he can talk to you. Give God that space so that you can listen and be obedient, you know, to listening to what direction to go to. He gives us so many promises. Yeah. He's not going to, he is not going to leave us hanging high and dry. I think also a way to love others well or build healthy relationships with peace, how do we get to peace with God? Our peace with God comes from seeking forgiveness, acknowledging that we're sinners and seeking God's forgiveness, accepting his sacrifice. And so as I think of how I translate that to my relationships, it's being willing to forgive quickly, not hold a grudge, and willing to seek forgiveness. When I make a mistake, confessing it. Hey, you know what? I I, I messed up. I dropped the ball. I'm sorry, I want to do better, I want to be better, would you forgive me? We find peace with God only through 
accepting the forgiveness offered to us at the cross. And so how can offering forgiveness to somebody that has harmed you or hurt you and then seeking forgiveness for people that you have hurt, that is how we build peaceful relationships. It's not a lack of conflict. It is being quick to forgive because think of the people closest to you, your husband, your kids, your best friends. They're probably people that you forgive often and forgive you often. Right. There's no other way to do this life because none of us are perfect. None of us are, you know. Mm -hmm. And just because we say we're Christian or just because we say we believe in God and we've accepted Jesus and that we're believers, that doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes at all. No, it's actually the opposite. It's because we make mistakes and because we recognize that we're not perfect. That's right. why we cling to Jesus. Yeah. It is. It's very important. And I, I hope that this has given someone out there a foundation to, to start thinking about how if they have a relationship with God, if they have that Holy Spirit in their heart, they've accepted Jesus already as their Lord and Savior, then you have some automatic tools to build really healthy relationships. Does it mean that it's going to happen overnight? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Does it mean that you're going to make a lot of mistakes? Yes. Does it mean that you're going to have the power of the Holy Spirit to help you grow and learn those mistakes turn into learning opportunities? Absolutely. So I think that really the theme for today is building that relationship with God. Yeah. Will building help. a better relationship with God will help you build a better relationship with others. That's right. So love, joy, and peace. We're our focus today from Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Thank you so much, Dr. Lydia. I can't wait till next week when we can go over the next three fruits of the Spirit and learn how focusing and cultivating those, our relationship with God, will help us grow the next three. Oh, thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate it. And I really do hope that we've helped someone out there rethink and, and recharge, help them to build a better relationship with Jesus so they can have better relationships with others. Thank you. Now, Dr. Lydia, for those that have listened and they're holding on the ends of their seat and they're waiting, I need a Christian counselor who will help me to maybe even learn how to show love, joy, and peace in my relationships in a deeper, more intimate way. How can they contact you? Okay, so for for August 2022, we are offering four free sessions. And I say we because I have a wonderful staff of therapists who are willing to help you work through whatever it is you need to work on. If you just want to better yourself or you're going through a relationship problem or you're just, you feel like you might be depressed, anxiety you know, please call us, see if maybe we can help you find some of those answers. And that phone number, 786-565-6916. And the website is uh, com. one word, and that's D-R-L-I-D-I-A Martinez with a Z. And I'll add that in our podcast notes. You can just click on the podcast notes and you'll have all that information there. And Dr. Lydia, would you close us out in prayer? Yes. Thank you, Lisa. Lord, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to be able to share your word and to help people build relationships. I pray that this podcast may have helped someone 
or continue helping someone to be able to get closer to you, to be able to tap into the Holy Spirit, and to be able to accept their Lord Jesus as their their Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, that you would provide everybody with the wisdom necessary to make the proper decisions that would be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?